This is CliffCentral.com. Progressive, cultured, and brave. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. The Threaded Exchange with Sia Live on Cliff Central. Hello, South Africa. This is Siabonga Bele, aka the Threaded Man, live on the Thread Exchange. And of course, this is the best podcast station in the world. This is Cliff Central, uh, live from our Johannesburg studios. We've got a jam-packed show for you guys today. Um, I've got some really, really special guests. Um, I've got a young lady here who's gonna impress us with her radio skills. Um, she's been emailing me on some yo. Um, your radio show needs some of my magic. So today we've accepted her. We're like, no, come through. Let me actually hear from her. Let me switch her mic on. What's up? How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Let me turn on, turn on your mic. Let me mic mic number one. There we go. Hi. There we go. Can Hi. everyone hear me? <laughs> the whole country can hear you. How are okay, you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. Uh-huh. Introduce yourself. Like oh, I always feel, when I have a special guest such as yourself, uh-huh. I can't introduce the show. Yeah. So if this was your show, how oh, would you? Goodness. How would you? Do, what do they call on TV? Signing in or so checking in? So much pressure, hey? So introduce the show. Introduce, introduce the show. Introduce the show. Okay, yeah. so it is the Threaded Exchange with Sia Beyile. And today, I'm here to co-host with her. My name is Sunny Gossi. I am a 23-year-old from KZN. And uh, we've got some really cool people in studio. In fact, I'm like the only girl here. So, yeah, it's a bit, <laughs> Damn it's a bit it. intimidating. <laughs> yeah, yes, you're going to get us into trouble now. But we've had, like, last week was a, was a, no, was was a woman's takeover. Exactly. And which before and that, the I week think. before, so I think we've done we've done good <laughs> with the ladies. Um, and then I've got uh, Long Lincoln <laughs> slash Lincoln his actual name is Nzalama. Yeah, that's his ID name, but yeah. he calls himself Dex, aka Long Lincoln. Yeah. and he's gonna be my music guy on the show. Um, he's gonna be running all the music, compiling all the music. So if you want to submit music, um, submit it to threadexchange@gmail.com, and yeah. he'll be the guy playing the music. What's up, Dex? What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. How are you feeling? Um, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm great, bro. Nervous. Are you? Uh, why are you nervous? I don't know. First time on radio. That's why I'm nervous. The wildest thing about this show is that it's unscripted. Like. You know how radio shows have a producer, there's a script, yeah. there's research. I just come in studio and I'm like, you know what, let's just and break the And he forgot rule. to say like two minutes before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just, you know, he's just like... And I like it because each time I bring a guest over, everyone always thinks I'm going to do like this whole, hey, welcome, we're going to, these are the questions, this is what's going to be happening. I don't do that. I'm like, yo, I'm here, let's jump into studio. And That's I'm how I worst. do it. I'm the worst. I like to prepare. Like I'm OCD. So like, give me two days to prepare. Give me all the questions to prepare. So when I yeah. came in here, I'm like, shucks, guys. <laughs> yeah. The thing, I like it though, because it, it makes the show more authentic, you yeah. know, because I'm not a radio presenter. Yeah. I'm not trying to be a radio presenter. Mm. But for me, it's about having a platform that is about content mm. and sharing that content. You know, this platform for me is about showcasing young black people who are doing incredible things allowing them to tell their stories and i feel like to be authentic there shouldn't be any rules you know there shouldn't be any guidelines um cliff central tries to um rail me in a little bit sometimes because i get out of hand but most of the time i just do whatever i want and and also what i like about the show we can swear so i do whatever the fuck i want oh there we go (laughs) (laughs) but before we get into the show um i'm gonna give these guys a little breather to just drink some water before we actually get into the crust um our guest today is Ndumi, and Ndumi is going to be in a lot of trouble today. I never really bring people from brands. Everyone knows I always talk about brands. We're going to get a bit risque. I'm going to ask him who, which influencers should delete their careers. 
Um, I'm going to ask him, what does it take to be a brand ambassador? How do you build a brand? How do you build value with the brand? You know, is it applicable for young black creatives to work with brands? Should we still encourage the work we do with brands or should we build our own brand? So he's going to give me, you know, some bit of insight about that because he works with one of the top alcohol brands in the world. Um, and it's definitely one of my favorite. I was drinking it last night. Hence why I'm a bit tips in a bit late to my show. But um, I will we'll get into that <laughs> right after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are live on the Thread Exchange with CIB Ile. And today we are talking brand value. Um, as you know, in our space, celebrities, actors, musicians, everybody wants to work with brands. And most of the time, influencers such as myself, we're always talking about how brands ain't shit. They don't want to sign long-term partnerships. They don't recognize black talent. We're not paid, paid what we deserve. And today I've got a special guest. Um, his name is, is actually your name. Let me turn his mic up. Is your name Tumekelelo? Is it Dooms? I actually don't know, dude. Can you actually? My name is Tumekelelo. And then a lot of people never used to be able to say Tumekelelo. Yeah. Especially in high school. So I decided to shorten it. So I said Ntumi. And. Yeah. It means a gift. It comes from the Kosa Bible. Oh, it means gift. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You sound so wise. Why do you sound so wise? Like you can hear my voice on radio. It's like soft <laughs> all over the place. It's like my name is Ndumi. Yes. <laughs> How are you doing, my brother? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Are you me. still between Joburg and Cape Town? What's the story with that? <laughs> it's basically two weeks Cape Town, two weeks Joburg, and one week all over the country somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Usually on the show. I would introduce the guest. Sure. But I think Dilikaba <laughs> and I think the way I'm gonna introduce you is not the correct way. Okay. When people think alcohol brand ambassador, uh. people like myself, when I look at your job I'm like, all you do is drink. Sure. Which is incorrect, completely incorrect. I even Con- saw you had like complete. an email signature. I'm like, this yeah. is real, like yeah. this is serious. You sit in head offices. Yeah. Tell us what is your job title? <laughs> what is it that you do? Introduce yourself. Cool. So my name is Dumi. And uh, I am uh, a brand ambassador for one of the biggest Irish whiskeys in the world. And uh, basically, my job title is to look after the brand, to make the brand look good. But uh, it is mainly focused on getting people to try the brand, first of all, converting them to being brand advocates. Uh, And that is done through rational reassurance in terms of tastings, dinner pairings, and obviously interviews like this. And basically, it's just to create the brand love for people. Damn, amazing, yeah. amazing. And how long have... And, and what does it... We're going to get into your journey sure. up to this, but give us an idea. What does your day look like? So at nine, is it a nine to five? Are you working from the office? Are you not in the office? I see you travel a lot. You've yeah. been to Ireland. You're all over the world yeah. in conferences. So what does a day in the life of Dumi like? It's always twisted. It's never, ever, ever the same. Um, so I'll tell you a typical day where it consists of a full 360 when I'm traveling and everything. So I could be typically on a morning red eye flight, mainly to Cape Town because that's where the head office is. Passport gang. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, perhaps getting to a strategy meeting. Yeah. Um, after that, we'll most probably do a little bit of admin, um, book the next trip, organize the next trip because 
the trips that I make around the country are not just a spontaneous thing. They pre-booked, they're well planned for. I can't just get into East London or Durban without knowing an agenda. So I have to plan for those, liaise with different people. And liaise with different people within the businesses, all functions of the business. I just don't work with marketing. I work with finance. I work with operations. I work with everyone in the business, you know, sales. Wow. Um, and perhaps maybe in the evening I do perhaps a dinner pairing tasting. That's where I get to work with the chef. We try different foods with the uh, with the different whiskies. And basically just creating that brand love and creating the heritage, or talking about the heritage rather, and um, the, I'd say that the tasting notes, the 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 what the brand encompasses basically, yeah. you know. So that's what I mainly do. Uh, we get into a lot of history heritage about the brands because the brand I work for has got a lot of history. Yes. So I think people love to hear authentic stories. And that's my duty to tell that authentic story because yeah. I've been there and I've seen it happen. I'm going to ask a silly question. If I don't drink, am I allowed to be a brand ambassador for an alcohol brand? 100%. You know, like I always say, like people, when they, when, when they look at me and they always say, or they see me somewhere, they're like, you're not drinking Jameson. And I'm like, I'm allowed not to drink my own brand. I'm definitely one of those people. I'm like, they're paying you, but you're not drinking. Why, why not? But Sell out. I, I, no, listen, like, I'm I, I'd, I'd, I'd not sound, I wouldn't sound authentic if I told you I drink Jameson every day. Mm. You know, it yeah. goes by mood. I always ask the same thing where people who work for chicken shops like KFC, do you think people at KFC eat KFC every day? I, no, they don't. I would think they wouldn't eat it because you're around it so much. A hundred percent, you know? Yeah. I drink it and I drink it responsibly. I think that's where the main thing comes in for me. Yeah. And on occasions. Yeah. And people think that alcohol is, 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 is supposed to be abused. No, it's not. It's supposed yeah. to be drank for a certain occasion. Yeah. And that's my duty to fit the brand in different occasions. Dope, dope. Yeah. Before we get into your journey, because I want to understand your qualifications, how sure. does one become a brand ambassador? And then furthermore, I want to talk about the whiskey market, actually the alcohol market, because there's too many influencers everywhere. Everyone's yeah. launching a whiskey. Yeah. I mean, I saw Hey Club launch the other day. Sure. I want to get your perspective of where whiskey in this country is going and sure. why has Jemison rem- Oh, I'm not allowed to mention the name, but sorry guys. But why your brand that you worked for, how has it remained so consistent without sure. a face? Because it's something I realized with your brand. Yeah. It has no face. It has no set person, but, sure. it, it, but it, instead it stands for an ethos and it works around that ethos and people who stand for the ethos. So I want to get into that strategy. Why is it the brand carries itself that way? But my co-presenter, mm-hmm. Before we start interviewing this man, yeah, I always like to play a game on my show. Okay, <laughs> and the sh- and, the, and the game is called finish the sentence. Okay, I know and this one. The spicier, the better. Okay, so <laughs> for example, don't say when I wake up I read. That's boring. Like, but what if I read? But if what if that's genuinely what? But I that's do? boring. Like this is a spicy show. It's wow, boring. That's yeah. like SABC radio stuff. We don't do that here. <laughs> so we're gonna you and I are gonna ask three questions. Tundumi each and he has to complete the sentence. Okay. Um, and then straight after we're going to get into the interview and you, my lady, are going to yeah. lead the interview. Oh, hello. Yes. Okay. And the structure that we follow, I like teaching. I should be a mentor. <laughs> um, and the structure we follow on the show, we want to teach lessons about his journey from where he started and from where he is now. Yeah. So everything that he says, it's mm-hmm. all about sharing the knowledge sure. and sharing, you know, where, how he's gotten here, mm. you know? So let's, I'll start with my three questions. Mm-hmm. The worst person I have worked with is. Damn. 
<laughs> the lady that runs the the Kaiser Chiefs camp. I don't want to mention her name. Why was she the worst person to work with? She's horrible, dude. Like, she she didn't have any structure, um, and she basically used her powerhouse or where she comes from as a way of ill-treating people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my the brand I work for should definitely work with micro influencers. Mike, that's a good one. Um, in five years, my job is a brand manager. For which brand, if I may ask? Uh, I'd say Cheap South Africa. What's Cheap South Africa? Jeep. 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 Oh, so mm. I thought you said Cheap South Africa. <laughs> no, Jeep. Okay, so Dex, you're back, right? Yeah. Did they get the music on? Okay, cool. Let me switch on your mic. There you go. So, Dex, we're asking three questions. Okay. And the game is that he has to finish the sentence. So, you say a sentence, he must complete it. Okay. Mm. So, um, she has three questions that she's going to go for now. You can uh-huh. go after. Yeah. And then we're going to start the interview. Dope. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. So, um, in hindsight, I would tell my 12-year-old self that. Network as much as you can from a very young age. Mm-hmm. Okay, who do you think is the biggest competitor for the brand that you specifically work with? John Walker. And um, if I'm in a club and I see a slay queen and she fits the part, she's what I'm looking for, I would. Definitely take her home. <laughs> Let's go, Dex. All right, um, worst advice I've ever gotten. The worst advice. Um, study and everything will Germany. be alright. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, study and everything will be alright. If yeah. you weren't doing what you're doing right now, what would you rather be doing? Being a journalist. A journalist. Okay. And um, that's my last question. <laughs> okay. You've run out yeah, of questions. Run out of questions. Yeah. Cool. Now let's get into the interview. Mm. Miss, I want to call you Sone. I don't know. Sone. Sone. That's so bougie. I like it. Sone. <laughs> Sone. Let's start. Can no you lead man. the interview? Okay. So I think um, in your intro earlier, you mentioned a point that, you know, I think perhaps just dumb it down for the rest of us. You are the brand ambassador. Yeah. But then you spoke about creating a group of brand advocates. Just dumb it down for us. What's the difference between the two? I think a brand advocate and. A, a, a normal person on the street is that it, someone really has an authentic brand love for our our whiskey. Mm-hmm. You know, I I always say the biggest influences actually of our brand are the people who don't have a face. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So my duty is to get to those people. Uh huh. Um. I and I always say the people who actually drink our brand the most are the people abasala ekas. Uh huh. And nobody cares about those people. But now, how do you actually reach those people or how do you identify them um, for your brand specifically? So there's various platforms. You know, we have social listening on social media, first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, we do it through via um, uh, platforms like Smart Shopper because people obviously do buy and you, your data is basically collected via yeah. those things. And that's how I get to those people. Okay. You know, so there's various platforms though. Mm. Even in my own networks or when I do go into these places like a Soweto or Tembisa, mm. I do see people who actually 
consume the brand consistently and mm. it's my duty to make them feel loved yeah. by the brand. Yeah. And yeah. you mentioned working with uh, micro influencers. Yeah. What would you say are some of like the advantages of working with them as opposed to established and you know big brands so to speak? I, I, I can be honest in the show, right? Of course. Be as honest <laughs> as possible. This is what it's about. Okay. So to, to be honest, I think the the word influencer has been diluted a lot. Yeah. Um, I think big influencers who've got big following on their social media actually means nothing, mm. right? The reason why I'd prefer to work with micro influencers is because those people are the more authentic people. They're not going to drink your product today and go promote another a brand tomorrow. Of course. All right. Even though people are allowed to do that. However, the person, as I mentioned, who's Buying our brand consist- consistently mm-hmm. Without even being noticed by the brand Is the person that I'd love to work with Because there's a lot of things that we can work with Mutually and build a relationship And I think now with influencers It's more about the transaction as opposed to The relationship Okay. It's no longer about the authentic brand yeah. love The mm-hmm. brand fit mm. But it's about what can I get and how much can I, I get Can I ask a question I mean, I've, This is something I've always struggled about And it's something I've always been vocal about Yeah um, and I think I had spoken to one of the ladies who's in person now, Shirley, who used to be at Jemison. Yeah, yeah. And we used to always talk about how, for me, the influencer space annoys me very much because influence isn't social media. 100%. Influence is a part of social media. So, for example, I am influential not because I have 10,000 followers. I'm influential because of what my job actually is sure. and how I engage with people through my job on a daily basis yeah. and the different platforms that I Produce 100%. my work But what has happened now is you get It's easy now to get 10,000 followers on Instagram We can all buy them, you can buy verifications So someone gets 10,000 followers And all of a sudden As a brand manager, you like they fit your brand How is that Sustainable and how is that scalable Because one of the biggest pains for me In South Africa is that We don't have there's, name The only person I can think of Who's worked with the brand for at least almost 10 years is Black Coffee and Red Bull. But we haven't had partnerships that last to which shows that all the brands are actually failing with who they're working with because they're not building anything sustainable. And on the brand side at the same time is that when it comes to approaching people who are worthy of working with your brand, like like myself, I've been approached by brands before. I'm like, this is a great fit. The brands don't want to commit. And then cool, you sign up to do a project with that brand. You do the project, the project's finished. But then let's say your brand then sees me drinking another whiskey. And then your brand is now complaining that how, see, uh, we did a project with you. How you drink another whiskey? And then I'm like, but there's no contract. Sure. So why why is it that brands are not committing to the right talent? Mm. And why is it brands are settling for influencers who don't even resonate with their brand? That's so true. Okay. And I think earlier on you spoke about that particularly our whiskey has never had a face. And one of the main reasons for that is we're running away from this kind of space. We don't want to be in this kind of space. And we believe that even though we might have a person who's a face for our brand, people evolve and people definitely will move on to bigger and better things. All right. And for us, we want to create um, a platform for people to enjoy our whiskey uh, without taking them ser- with, without taking themselves very seriously. So what does this actually mean? It basically means that if we had to get a face of the brand, now people will, will resonate with that person with the brand. Yes. However, now if the person moves on and does something else, then what happens to the brand? 
Then we're going to get all various types of people coming in the brand. That creates a very, uh, not a delusional, but it's very, it's up and down. It's, it's not, not consistent. consistent. Yeah. And yeah. I think the, uh, the way that my brand has remained consistent is to basically work with brand advocates, people who authentically love Jamison yeah. and people who aren't there for the money. So we look at projects basically like, um, art, for instance, and someone needs help in that, in that platform. We will jump on board and we actually don't want to be the brand that's screaming that we are doing X, Y, and Z with this person. We'd rather be in the background because through that person, that person will love the brand even yeah. more. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So we don't want to lead in the forefront and say, look at us. We're doing one, two, and three. Our main goal is for you to drink the brand. It's yes. not for us. Um, to basic saying, look at what we're doing. Yes, we'll do that to get the brand to be top of mind. Do you know what I'm saying? But we can't, we don't want to have a face. Globally, the brand doesn't have a face. Yeah. And I the think the name is the face. The name is the face because the, uh, the brand itself is very, um, it's like a, a, a chameleon. It fits in everywhere. Yeah. It's that brand where you get to a bride, you will find it there. Yeah. It's the brand where you get to a dinner, you'll find it there. Yeah. You know, so we can't have a face. It makes of, me think of like a fraternity when I think yeah. of it. It's like a, it's like an international, I wouldn't say brotherhood because it makes me sound sexist, but it, it's, it's, it's a club all around the world 100%. of people who just love this brand through music, through culture, and 100%. it's been able to naturally evolve. Yes. Um, d- during this period of time. But yeah. yeah. And then getting into the whiskey market. Five years ago, it was about vodkas. You know what I'm saying? It was about vodka, vodka, and champagne, popping bottles. But over the last two years, the focus globally has moved to whiskey. And because the focus has moved to whiskey, I actually feel the market is oversaturated. Mm. And brands have gotten into a space where it's one size fits all type of thing. You yeah. know, everyone wants to talk to the black man who's stylish, who lives in Santon. Everyone is going for that. I see it on posters for Glenn. Glenn this or whatever. Like I'm seeing a Scottish leader has a poster with I see a different you. Yeah. I open a magazine. There's yeah. you know Martel also doing something. So within that space, I'm afraid that there's gonna it's like a big boom that we're going through. Yeah. And essentially there's gonna be a crash. And where do you think the brands that are gonna survive this phase? Because remember there was a period where, you know, Ciroc was a thing. Yeah. In the club, then it stopped being a thing. There was a time when Moe was a thing. Then from Moe, it was Verve Clicquot. From Verve Clicquot, it was G-Mam. From G-Mam, there was Bel Air. I don't even know if Bel Air exists now. Mm. So how, how do you think now going into the next phase, what will make the brands that survive, survive? So I think brands like taking shortcuts. First things first. And you mentioned a brand earlier on that has just launched. And it's, it's, it's a great brand, but I think with the, the shortcuts that they're taking, they want to use these big influences to get to the people or they yeah. want to have a reach. But you must understand with these influences that have got a lot of followers, if you look at the demographics, not all those people drink the product. Yeah. People, brands or can afford the product or can afford the product. Brands get people who don't even resonate with the brand or don't even drink the brand. Then it's not longer an authentic partnership. It's basically a 
a transaction, as I said earlier on. Yeah. Right? So I think the brands that will last are the brands that have got a long-term strategy and that are looking after those authentic people who drink the brand. Yeah. And there are the big players that have always remained. And if you look at very closely, the big brands that have remained have never had a face. Yeah. And they've never taken the shortcuts. They are putting in the work. Now, if you look at a brand, I don't know if I'm allowed to mention it, but without my brand, if you look at brands like Glenn Fiddich, Johnny Walker, yeah. these brands are doing very well yeah. But they don't have a face And if you look at the partnerships that they've had It's authentic Right Same goes with us We've got a long term strategy It's it's not about now We're looking at people who authentically As I said I think the biggest thing The company I work for Is all about authentic people And authentic brands Yeah. And therefore if we don't portray that um, Then we won't get to yeah. where we want to be Like if you look at myself I, I don't think I'm an influencer I yeah. I don't consider but, myself. But you say I consider you an influencer not because of social media, but because yeah. of the work that you do and the fact that you interact with people. Hundred percent. You know. So, I always ask the question to influencers: If your social media had to die now, what are you going to do? Yeah, what is, social media is not a job. Exactly. So my thing is that you have to be an influencer on and offline. Yeah. And that's where I think the influencers get it wrong. Where they've got a, this big platform that they have, that's one of the vehicles to. Influencing of this brand yeah. But it's not the only way And so I think I think What to look out for basically is the micro influencers The people who authentically And I'll keep using this word Drink our product, drink the certain brand um, Those are the people we'll go for You know, yeah. we don't want uh, The big numbers, we want people Who will buy yeah. People who will try the, the product and people who will then turn into our brand advocates. Yeah. You know, so as I said, I don't consider myself as an influencer, but what I found is that when I move around in my spaces, automatically people are switched on that Jamison, you know? Yeah. And what I found happening around me is people start buying the Jamison without me even. I'm going to charge you, boy. You keep mentioning the oh. name of the brand. Like Greg is going to send, uh, Greg is writing there an invoice. So. <laughs> You got it again. You're gonna get me fired. Um, before we, we, we continue, we actually have a surprise for you. I like giving my guests a surprise. Okay. Um, Dave says we're gonna play a bit of music to give you a breather because you, you're talking a lot and I don't want to put you into trouble. Give you mm. a nice breather. Dave, can you tell us the theme of today's music before <laughs> the I played for him? It's liquor, bro. It's just liquor. Alcohol. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so Dex has created a playlist. So I know it's Cordy, but he's like, let's find songs that talk about liquor. Yeah. And then because you're an alcohol guy. Yeah. So, um, guys, please, um, WhatsApp us on 0797482090. I'm live with, um, Dumi and I'm sure his team at Perno are listening in. I want to say shout out to them. Shout out to the boys out there. Um, Mings, um, okay. one of your colleagues is out there. I'm um, also got my guest presenter. Say hey. Hey. Um, where do people find you on social media? If people um, love your stuff. Yeah. Right well, well, um, my social media handle across all platforms is Sunny Gossi. That's S A double N I E underscore Gossi, as in Jessica Gossi. Yes. Yeah. So with Sunny Gossi, Siabeila, this is the Thread Exchange. We're talking to Tumis. We talk to Tumi um, to make a little about brands, where brands should be going. And after this, I'm going to actually ask him how, why don't we have a David Beckham in South Africa? Why don't we have long lasting partnerships? And most importantly, if you're a blogger or an influencer or you're someone influential who's listening in, we're also going to dive into 
how do you build a long-term relationship with the brand? Um, what do you as an influencer have to provide? And what does the brand have to provide? I think there's a lot of disparities where an influencer is like, oh, a brand is not listening to me. This brand doesn't want to pay me my value. But also brands are like, oh, these influencers are brand holes. They work with everybody. They want more money. You know what I'm saying? So we're actually going to get into the crux of how do you work well with the brand and how do you serve a brand well and how does the brand serve you well? I'm Siabele. This is The Thread Exchange. Please stay tuned. Yo, yo, yo. Siabele Abed on The Thread Exchange. We are still live with Ndooms. Ndooms, where in the Eastern Cape are you from? I'm from a place called Ekuwa, Butterworth. Ek- oh, thank God. Yes, it's so nice to meet a closer person who's like, I'm not, like, not from East London or PE. Yeah. Because So it's nice to meet a fellow Kaba. No, I grew up in, uh, in East London, but I never ah, say I suck. come from East London. I come from Ekuwa. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much, dude, for joining us today. Um, yeah. we have about 10 minutes of the show. Sure. But we were actually discussing something off air around the, around the, <laughs> How do, how does one build brand value? So, on the brand side, you want to work with brand advocates or you want to work with individuals who embody what the brand stands for. 100%. But embodying what a brand stands for is one thing, but execution is another. 100%. Um, most people think influencers sit and say, I've got 50,000 followers. This brand doesn't want to work with me. Why? Or this brand wants to work with me, but they don't want to pay me. Mm. How... Does an influencer serve a brand to build a long-term partnership? Sure. Should brands pay an influencer up front? Because you find that sometimes an influencer will work with the brand without any money. And then when the influencer asks for money, it's like the brand's like, uh, a snap budget. Mm. And the influencer's like, but I've been giving you value for the last two mm. years. And then on the other hand, you get a brand that sits there and has the money to play influencers, but then they end up paying the wrong influencers. Sure. So I want you to just paint a scenario for me. How can a brand create? Let me not even say influence. Influencer sounds yeah. Yeah, I hate the word actually. Or a cre- I call I call them creators. Let's call yeah. them creators. How does a brand build a value for a creator, and how does a creator build value for a brand? Cool. So I like the word that you use, creator. In fact, because obviously that person's got something to build. And I think where the partnership comes in between a creator or an advocate and a brand is it has to be mutually beneficial, right? So how can my brand help Sia build his empire? It will always start off in terms of non-financial, in terms of the relationship. Because we want to build in the sense that if you have a clothing line, so how can we help you access uh, people that you've never tapped into through our our um, networks, or how can we use our product to help you get to where you want to get? Then, once your brand is sustainable enough on its own, then we can talk about finances. You know, because your brand is moving into a different sphere or a level where it needs this financial contribution. That's when we start talking contribution. But on ground level, I think people don't want to do the groundwork. You must understand that for a brand to commit fully to a creator or an advocate, there has to be value, all right? And the person uh, also has to see value in the brand. I'll make a, 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 an example about, you mentioned black coffee and the energy drink. I used to work for the energy drink. And the relationship that transpired there was that black coffee used the platform to get to where it is now. Yeah. So the energy drink has got 
platforms around the world, studios around the world, yeah. and those connections um, that he made with Red Bull. Now he has on his own. Yeah. It doesn't so need let me make it, so I'm teaching a lesson here. Yeah. So value does not always mean money. 100%. So I'm black coffee 10 years ago. Yeah. Red Bull says they want to work with me and they're going to book me for their concerts throughout the year. So let's say Red Bull hosts two events a year. But Red Bull's like, Black Coffee, we still want to work with you. So Black Coffee's like, oh, I see you guys do Red Bull Music Academy yes. in New York. I see you guys do Formula One there. Yes. Can you give me access to those platforms? 100%. You know, you don't have to pay me. Fly me there for free and please allow me to perform. 100%. Allow me access to a new market. 100%. So I'm just making it, is that what you're saying? Basically, exactly. where value does not always translate money, yep. but look at what platforms does the brand own yeah. and how does the, those platforms bring you into a new market for you to be able to grow your brand? Yeah. Uh, for instance, we've moved into a very niche space, the film space. Yeah. And we've created a platform where we want to help young producers and young, young filmmakers get to a certain level. And we basically give them the platform and coach them because we've got people that we work with very strongly who are on an international stage that can mentor these people. You know, so that's where we come in. We're bringing these two parties together. We leave them to work together. How you as a creator use that space is up to you. Yeah. We can facilitate the process, but then how you use it, that's up to you. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So back to the example of black coffee, the energy drink provided the platform. It wasn't financially, to, it didn't have to translate into money, but the platform that he got given, yeah. even the studio space, they helped him produce certain albums. Yeah, he used that and leveraged that to his own ability. Yeah. Right now, he's sustaining himself. He used himself. your resources to 100%. make more money, yeah. so he was able to be exposed to a new audience. Exactly, that audience has now booked him for his various gigs around exactly. the world. Yes, that's yes. when now the brand will also come back and say, "Okay, now you are on this platform. Let's talk about finances. Let's talk about your face on one of our bottles." Amazing. Yeah. Um. Let's wrap up, guys. Oh, I feel like in Dooms. Actually, I need you to make a promise for me live on air. Yes. You and I have to sit together and do a brand series of podcasts. I don't mind. And I think every every podcast we do, we focus on a different aspect of a brand. I think today's interview, we touched on a lot of things, sure. but I, I, there's so much to uncover. Yeah, and I actually think, I'm going to say this on air, you should open your own brand consulting company. And especially, and you can even make it niche and make your company specifically work with alcohol brands. I think there's so much to be discovered there. Mm. And I think there's so much to be grown in that space. You know, because when I think alcohol brands, there's so many alcohol brands that mostly live in, in the club space. Yeah. And brands are also, even the dinner things, I think dinners are amazing, but yeah. you can't keep doing dinners forever. 100%. So I think you have such a good insight into knowing what are the next experiences that brands should be doing. Yeah. And I think it would be cool for you to run your own agency that does activations and experiences for brands. I think I'm yeah. and I'll be heading an that direction. Can I be an investor? <laughs> can I be an investor? I'm actually heading in that direction. Can I be an investor? You can. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Sunny, any last words before... Ooh, we, we we shut down today's show. Um, actually, I'm gonna pass this on to to Dooms. Come back next week. You're coming back next. Am week. Am I coming back next yeah, week? Coming back next okay, week. there we go. <laughs> um, just one thing from Dooms. There's this huge thing on on social media where people will say stuff like exposure doesn't pay the bills. So in just like three bullet points or something, sum it up for people that have that mindset because you you obviously big on networking and leveraging of other people's um um you know um resources. So just um for people that have that mindset. Yeah. So first point I'd. I'd I'd always say if you if you consider yourself an influencer, you should be an influencer online and offline, right? You should be able to influence the spaces that you move around in. Even when you're not online, you should be able to influence. Point number two, I think 
you must be willing to do the groundwork. And I think a lot of people, just because they collect a lot of social media following, mm. just understand half of those social media followers are okay. fake yeah, or not, not active, active. Yeah. or they're not even the right crowd of what you want to do. Mm. So I'd say be aware of those fake sort of accounts, yes. but you must also be willing to do the groundwork, not only use social media and think you've, you've arrived. Of course. Right. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. I have to shut you down, bro. I'm so cool. sorry. But no you, we're going to do this. We're going to do a, a podcast series together. Sure. Um, before I shut down Dex, um, yeah. he's my latest. Guys, Dex is still very nervous. <laughs> he's still getting used to it, but he's yeah. going to be coming on the show every week from now on. Um, yep. He's going to be one of my co-hosts and also the head of the music for the show. Yep. Dex, um, what can people expect Coming up in the next couple of weeks in terms of music. Great music, bro. As simple as that. Great music, bro. Yeah. Dex is always so chilled. So you might think he's high, but he isn't. Um, he's always so Let's relaxed. Talk about that. Um, <laughs> he's always so relaxed. Um, De- Dex is, uh, his real name is Nzalama from Nipopo. So I'm, yeah. I'm grateful to have him here, but I'll be also coaching him and Sunny how to get more involved. Yeah. You know, yeah. like they, I want their voices to shine through the show, but everything is a work in progress. I'm mm-hmm. glad you guys came today and I'm excited Thanks, to have you guys join me for Thank this you for season. Us. Yeah. 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 So guys, this is the thread exchange. Look out for the podcast later um, with Dooms but I will definitely be talking to him about a podcast series hopefully you can sure. be that in the month um, yeah this is CIBA on the Thread Exchange I'm right out of time I'll check you guys next week this is cliffcentral.com